0: Today on Penny Dreadful, we talk about The Room. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion,
0: AfterBuzz TV! And now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Dreadfuls! Welcome back to the Demimonde! Today we are talking about a blade of grass! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV, we're talking Penny Dreadful After Show! I'm your host, Marissa Serafini, you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV and again we have a full panel ladies introduce yourselves hey what's up it's Angela
2: Strzok here you can find me on Twitter at the and on Instagram at Angela Struck.
1: hey guys it's Joel Monique and you can find me on Twitter at Joel Monique and on black girl nerds everywhere
3: hey guys it's Renee and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel awesome a blade of grass a very self-contained episode oh yeah but
0: amazing real quick thoughts Angela I'll start with you I thought it was
2: super hard to watch, heartbreaking, cringeworthy at a lot of moments, but I also felt like I got a really good grasp of what's going on now. There's a lot of good exposition, so (laughs) great overall episode, great writing, um, but... A lot to discuss. Yes,
1: yeah. I love the darker the show gets; the more excited I get. I love all things witches. I am glad to see Evil Vanessa back. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, this is really awesome. Uh, I can't wait to start diving into the show. It's amazing.
3: Yeah, I love this episode. Very dark, and I love seeing Evil Vanessa as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got a lot of information this episode. Yeah,
0: we did. I mean, fortunately, this. This episode really just took place in, in one a, location. Yeah. We only saw three people in this episode. We saw Vanessa, we saw John Clare as the orderly. Oh man. And then we saw Dr. Seward. And I think that just shows for just the acting amongst these three to carry a full episode oh for my an gosh, hour. I know. Unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, <laughs> I think the way we, the best way to tackle this episode is pretty much just go in chronological order. Good. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot <laughs> happened. Oh so, yeah. So uh, Vanessa's still under hypnosis, and we see because we saw the reveal cliffhanger of last week's episode that the orderly is actually john claire when he was alive as a human but what were your thoughts of john claire being somewhat of a friend to vanessa during this time of her recovery her therapy in that sense, yeah. I mean, it so
2: reminded me of when their relationship is later. Once he's the creature, and he was in the dark shadows, and she was feeding him. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's she. He's taking care of her. He's showing her kindness, and um, I guess he. Well, I don't know, guys. Go ahead. There's so much
3: to talk about so with it. Um. I love their connection. I think it's it's the same connection that they have um, with. I mean. Mr. Claire's afterlife, his current yeah. life now that we know him as, mm-hmm. it feels like the same connection, there's no difference, um, aside from Vanessa not recognizing him, because Vanessa doesn't recognize anyone in the show. If they change <laughs> a hairstyle, like Lily, she's like, I don't know, you Hey, I'm Vanessa every time. <laughs> but, I don't know, I love it, it just, it felt very familiar, and it was just sweet. Yeah. I
1: thought it was really... Uh... Complicated and messy, and at parts I really didn't like it. Yeah. Not that the writing or, or the show, but just uh, the the fa- like the gentle hand mixed with being tortured is a really uncomfortable place for me. And watching Vanessa struggle through, you know, who is this guy and what's going to happen to me next, and then um, the show does the passage of time better than most shows. Uh, we really got a sense of like we need to get out of this room. Yeah, <laughs> this is too claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, the their relationship was. Turned out well, but watching that whole thing unfold was really crazy. Yeah, Yeah.
2: you articulated that really well. It was a weird connection, and with the sexual nature of it, it felt creepy and off-putting at times.
0: I agree. Definitely. I definitely think one of the most off-putting moments of this episode was when he had to force-feed her. Oh, oh, my gosh. Because she's not eating.
3: That scene was really hard hard to watch. With the noises. Yes. Yes. It, it was painful to watch, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> especially me having TMJ and, like, anything forcing the jaw is never painful. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Watching it and what it sounded like was not fun. It, it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen the film um, Iron-Jawed Angels. That's exactly what my first thought was. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, which, coincidentally, that's a movie about women's suffrage mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. But uh, th- there was a hunger <clears> strike <throat> in that film, and they had to force feed mm. a lot of the women because they weren't—they oh. went on a hunger strike. But just just the the drastic extremes that she put herself through because she was willingly not eating, right? And the fact that She went through that. Painful.
1: And it kind of felt like a religious penance almost. Like this whole, like, uh, starve myself for so many days and then I'm going to give myself over to my torturers Mm -hmm. and whatever God's going to do is what's going to happen. Which, again, I'm liking this kind of flashback to old Vanessa and looking at, like, how she lost her religion and Mm -hmm. how she struggled with her faith.
2: Yeah, she has a lot of guilt about everything Definitely. that happened, and she's making herself pay the price for
0: it in any way
2: necessary.
0: She is. I think it's interesting how, um, well, really, my question is to you. Um, we see twice in this episode where Vanessa's asking what time of day it is. Yeah. And the first time, um, the orderly was like, if whatever time you want it to be, which she first said it was night, mm-hmm. which made me think that was her character at that state in the episode was more of a dark, mm-hmm. darker place, and mm-hmm. then the second time around she wanted daytime.
2: Yeah, she had hope.
0: She had wanted to had get hope. out of there, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a I,
2: light at the end of the tunnel. It was.
0: <laughs> and I think that also goes, that plays off of that duality theme that, like, keeps going on um, in the show, and I, I just think her character of, of Vanessa from beginning to middle to end had an arc in and of itself just in one episode
3: yeah amazing
0: amazing. I think that just is a testament to the writing Mm -hmm. do you know what the other reaction just as kind of a
2: side note based off your first question but this show gave me that reaction that when you see a great play or a great film and you almost, it's like, I have to take it all in. There was <laughs> yeah. so much going on. It's really hard to even discuss it, you know? There was just so much content and it was so overwhelming and shocking <clears throat> at times.
3: It was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this, though, because it just shows, like, how much her character is going through. Yeah, We don't know. even know it. Yeah. Like, internally, let alone physically, Yeah she's all beaten up during this yeah it's interesting
1: not to see the daytime guys that are handling her um because she even says i when she first started talking about being tortured i thought she was talking about being force-fed mm-hmm. but Me then too, she says right? you weren't there and yeah. i'm like what right. else are you going through like know. this is a lot like your nighttime things are just crazy but to to go through even more during the day and to see um uh, kudos to the makeup team for that really gaunt look um, and, and having her go real thin and frail um yeah just torture is probably the best way to describe that
2: yeah and I thought it was interesting you were talking about how his her perspective changed she won a day as uh, she went night and then she went a day he went into the situation saying it's not torture it's science it's here to help you mm-hmm. and then to see how he evolved as time went on and he continued to see how they actually really were abusing her
3: in yeah. that way. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, I think. I mean, as we we saw the relationship progress over time for sure. In the beginning, I believe he was just someone who was caring in general as a person. But yeah. then the relationship developed over. Um, the, I guess the time that we five we months. months her, I think there. they yeah. said mm-hmm. yeah, five months. And then he, I think, really developed a connection with her to the point where he was like, "You need to fake it because you need to get out of here. We both need to get out of here," and it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was, and, and I think you
0: know developing the relationship between those two because we saw at the beginning, he himself didn't like poetry. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. he, well, we do see him eventually reading poetry, and then the, if you take it to John Clare, yeah, that's I was just that he loves, that's loves that's he was poetry. Yeah, exactly. Same. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it's so funny. he even described himself as not being good with his words and his letters and figures, and that's so much of John's persona. But even beyond that, the way John treats women and the way she was mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know women either have to conform to a very rigid standard for society or they're labeled as crazy. He's like, my wife is neither of those things. She's like, okay, but isn't she? Doesn't she have to be one or the other? Um, and we see the way that John Claire I mean, after he gets over his whole, like, lily obsession. <laughs> He's pretty good with, with, like, women just as friends and being kind of comfortable with them and talking to them. So um, I like that they had an effect on each other that was that deep and lasting for both of them without even kind of realizing, realizing it. yeah. You know? There were
2: so many parallels between the orderly and then how we saw John Clare later on and kind of Vanessa's role, like how John Clare at the wax museum was this beast mm-hmm. in a cage and they would throw in food to him
0: and then she was now the beast in the box. Getting you know? food from him? Yeah
2: so it's kind of interesting.
0: I I love the parallelism Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really smart and it just shows how much their character can literally do in 180.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, but you know who was there? Lucifer. The first (laughs) appearance that was shocking scary. Chill. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. I was like, wait,
1: what? Was John Claire in his former life like into some weird things? I didn't at first, recognized that to be a possessive state, and I wasn't 100% sure what was happening. I was second time. I was like, oh, okay, Lucifer is like channeling using his body. the body. Using yeah. right? body, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think we're all in agreement on that,
3: right? Yeah, no, I don't think no, no, Yeah, at They're first, I
1: thought him. it was though. Yeah. yeah. And the first
3: day, I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. And again, yeah. yeah. that whole
1: gentle hand, like, Roger Richard. Exactly. I was like, please don't do this to her. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, but then. I really thought it was genius how they brought all of that together.
0: Yeah. I thought it was brilliant how they uh, coincided it with, uh, also like m- more so juxtaposed immediately after that, That just a quick moment of him, mm-hmm. of Lucifer, we get Dr. Seward saying, I'm trying to snap you out of your state. Yeah, you, you, want. you, are, you are literally stuck in your, <laughs> state, your fugue state yeah. mm-hmm. with Lucifer right now.
3: Ugh. There's nothing I yep. can do. Mm. Only he can bring in,
0: and and I think even that added effect made it way more scary. Yeah, because she's oh, totally. stuck
3: there; she can't get out, well, and
1: she's in that room, uh, <laughs> reliving the nightmare yeah. of like not being able to get out and being trapped. Oh my and being, gosh! Like I'm claustrophobic; I don't like tight spaces. I can't even imagine. It's interesting too that you brought up the fact
2: that Vanessa was saying you either have to be one type of woman or the other because. Yeah. Dr. Seward and Joan Clayton were not one or the other, and, um, you know, she has this beautiful relationship with her, telling her, be true. Be true. You know, Joan Clayton, I guess people would argue she was cast as crazy, you know, people identified her as crazy, but Dr. Seward's not that way. and she's a very strong woman. So Clayton was crazy? No, I mean they called her a witch. Okay, I I I, I didn't think she was. I'm (laughs) saying people society called her. Mm -hmm. Um whereas Doctor Seward's a strong woman that isn't thought of as that way.
0: And Mm. yeah, and I love that moment because, you know, connecting Dr. Seward to Joan Clayton's character Mm -hmm. just shows that Vanessa also still has a strong female person in her life right now that can help her through this. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, just another, you know, anchor for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely what what she she needs. needs. (laughs) Yeah, what she needs. Um, But then after that, we see um, her in... (laughs) The same room, but she's now like (laughs) muzzled, like a feral
3: animal. Oh my gosh, I hated that. Oh, and then when he took it out, and her mouth was just locked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know the pain. Mm. Not like that, but (laughs) (laughs) but, how
0: long (laughs) were you in a stray jacket? You know what I mean. Um, But (laughs) like, (laughs) when your jaw's in that much pain, you can't move it. Yeah. I know that pain. Yeah. Um, But we also learned that John Clare's life wife at that point. Because they, they call him the orderly, and I don't think we know his human name at this moment yet. No, right. So we'll just call him the orderly for it's now. It's not protocol. Yes. His mm-hmm. wife is named Marjorie. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Learning a little bit about him and his family and his son. I'm mm-hmm. sick, just like John. At eight years yes. old. Yeah. yeah. At eight years the old. Age d- seemed about right. Reading mm-hmm. poetry. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this moment? Um, now, the orderly reading poetry to Vanessa
1: in hindsight i really like this moment of like like you are still the person like i recognize that you're not crazy i recognize that you don't belong here but i don't have the power to change the situation that you're in so i really like this like maybe i can encourage you like i will put makeup on you i will give you the face that you remember so that you can come back into yourself and it works which is kind of the most miraculous thing like how is this guy who's just trying to make a human connection doing more than these doctors who are like, we just got to cut her brain up. We've just got to, like, Ooh. soak her in water and, like, oh she'll gosh. shiver herself into sanity.
2: Yeah. Because uh, one
1: does. Yeah. Right.
2: Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, too, when we were saying it's at uh, times, like, is this a weird relationship? But I thought they, by saying it was Christmas... Made it so beautiful and sweet that it was his present to her, and that you know he couldn't bear the thought of her having Christmas yeah. alone, shivering in the
0: box, in in the room by yeah. herself. Also, you know, just the, the whole action of him putting makeup on her, showing the mirror, cl- combing uh, combing her hair mm-hmm. and whatnot. It, I love this moment of him sh- just having her be her true self, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the whole mirror. Um, because we saw in last week's episode Vanessa says she doesn't like mirrors but the fact that the orderly showed her mirrors like no you are beautiful inside and out mm-hmm. yeah so. and
2: told her not to forget her true self which is the same advice that she said Joan Clayton would have given which is be mm-hmm. true be true and, you know stay true to yourself all of that so yeah
0: I, I think what's interesting the the poetry book that they were reading, A Child's Garden of Verses by Robert Louis Stevenson, which was published in 1885. So again, yes, that does line up with the timeline <laughs> of Penny Dreadful. But the the poem that they read was uh, My Shadow, um, which I, I think that the whole theme of the poem is really someone just always sticking with you. Whether they be dark or light,
2: could be a bad or a good. I mean, the evil stays with her at all times, but then God does too, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, But I guess she also was concerned that God couldn't find her in that box Mm -hmm. in that room. Very true. Yeah,
0: I think it was just uh, just the theme and the message of the poem that they're reading really relates to her life. Yeah, big
3: time. So,
0: but speaking of reading, um, if you guys haven't heard. You, you need to know this I know uh, and I'll let you uh, but there there is something important here at Afterbuzz TV that keeps the lights on and one thing we really need to tell you about is last star. and um, so what if today was the last normal day of your life? Cassie Sullivan thought that she knew what tomorrow would bring, but she was wrong. We were all wrong. The first wave took our power, killing half a million people. The second wave, Put that number to shame. The tsunamis that destroyed everyone within 100 miles of the ocean. Goodbye, coastal cities. Jesus. After the third wave, only the unlucky remained. Survivors of a virus that left only thir- 3% of the world still standing. In the fourth wave, the others became us. Inhuman beings hiding behind human faces. At the dawn of the fifth wave, we had to choose. Give up, get up, or f- uh, or get up and fight. But that was only in the beginning. In these last days Earth's remaining survivors will need to decide what's more important, saving ourselves or saving what makes us human. Rick Yancey's number 1 New York Times best-selling novel The Fifth Wave introduces us to a group of young people struggling to survive in the aftermath of a catastrophic alien invasion. Its in its sequels The Infinity and the newly released The Last Star follow them through a series of battles and betrayals as they fight the ultimate war between life and death, hope and despair love, and hate. Entertainment Weekly calls the series remarkable, not to be missed under any circumstances, and urges fans to just read it. I want to read it. Yeah, yeah sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <I know. Yep.
2: laughs> you parallels <laughs>
3: to it. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Yep, and also USA Today hails this as the modern sci-fi masterpiece and best-selling author of The Passage, Justin Cronin, raised in his New York Times Best Review calling The Fifth Wave*. Wildly entertaining. The highly anticipa- anticipated finale is here and will leave readers stunned. So, what you guys need to do is learn more about the Fifth Wave series at fifthwavesbook.com. Again, that is fifthwavebooks.com. If you love reading, like we all do, oh, yeah. I, do. I certainly do, go to fifthwavebooks.com. Check it out. I know what I'm doing after the show. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, sounds fantastic. fascinating, though. Yeah, yeah I really want to does. read them. I really do, because they sound amazing. They do. And, and they totally sound up our alley. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm just Why not? <laughs> A woman that has to choose to fight or give up is mm. like... Oh. What makes us human? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So go to fifthwavesbooks.com. All right. So let's get back into it. After Christmas, whatnot, we see... I. There was a beautiful shot of Vanessa. She was literally the camera was on her for a good twenty seconds, and then we saw that one tear roll down. Mm. Like amazing Powerful acting! Scene. Oh my goodness, amazing acting! And then the the next time we see her is that she is now by herself again, but she actually strips down and tries to
3: connect. With the orderly, yeah, that was an uncomfortable scene. Oh yeah. my gosh, I was really like, please don't let this happen. <laughs> please oh, don't I know let this me happen. too. This
1: is not good. It's not like healthy. Like neither of you needs this. I was really, but I like the way that it happened though. Like that being her only human contact, the only person who treats her with any kind of niceness. The fact that she thinks she's going to die in here, her actions are completely understandable, and I'm glad that John. Was able to, like, or should I say the orderly, was able to contain himself and be like, look, I'm your friend, I'm here to help you, not to take advantage of you. Yeah. I was very concerned for a moment.
0: Me too. I I think it was surprising. I mean, it was good that he resisted at first, but then he did let himself be vulnerable, but he Mm -hmm. called it up. Because he
3: is still very loyal to his wife. I know that's what I kept thinking to him. Like, your wife, your wife, you love her. <laughs> yeah. You have a family. You have a, family? <laughs> you have a kid. What are you doing? Yeah. And he's
2: not in a power position. So that really crosses yeah. the line mm-hmm. for him to be having a romantic mm-hmm. relationship with one of the patients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I saw it more so from Vanessa's point of view that she just wants human connection. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. She's been by herself this whole time and she yeah. just needs someone. And she's lonely, obviously. Right. And she's saying
3: she's only been with one man in her life. And it was Mina's fiancé. Right, yeah. So I think she it's does. like that guilt is eating her up. And I think it's it's that human connection. She wants to be touched by someone who wasn't, again, Mina's fiancé. That's right. that's mm-hmm. I, the reason she's in. I mean, not the reason she's in there, but that's what kind of had her lose it mm-hmm. from that experience. But it ended, though,
1: isn't that when her parents kind of dragged her there? Like, right after that incident?
3: Because well, she lost it. She, she lost became it. crazy. She went insane. Well,
0: cause the, I mean, she's not yeah. insane. Yeah. She yeah. got mm-hmm.
2: possessed, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm.
0: She did. Yeah. Um, that was another crazy one, uh, isolated kind of episode. For yeah. that, that was amazing. Sisters episode was fantastic. Um, but yeah, and I'm glad it didn't go any further. Yeah. yeah, me
3: too. So, yeah.
0: And the, but again, we had that another reference to Joan of Arc. So, yes. Yeah. Even back then, because technically this does take place before. This is a flashback. This mm-hmm. whole thing. And uh, but even back then, her character recognized that she was very much like Joan of Arc.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Smart, brilliant. Yeah, I liked the whole. Uh, she, I should have died singing. I should have died a virgin like Joan of Arc. She died singing, and then mm-hmm. I'll sing as they cut, cut me, me open. open. Oh. I was like, girl, this is whole next level dramatic. What? Like, yeah. a whole lot. She wants to be a martyr, you know. Totally. She really she, wants. She yeah, I mean that's in her mind probably the best way to get back with God. Like I've right. martyred yeah. myself. Exactly. Like I can sacrifice everything in order to be back in
0: your good graces. Right.
1: You're exactly right. That's yeah. Uh,
0: I thought it was painful just listening to the orderly saying the exact procedures of how the surgery is about to go down. And then when
3: we saw it in, what, season one? When the oh my gosh, that scene was my least favorite scene. It was so, I mean, it was a great scene, but it was so graphic and watching it, like, I remember watching it and how cringe, oh gosh, it was the worst. And when he was describing it, I just had the image in my mind, uh, oh gosh, oh, so, so terrible. So terrible.
0: Yes.
3: But then we had a terrible
0: moment where he turns into Lucifer. (laughs) This is so great. This this, was amazing. This was probably the climax of the whole episode, but uh, a lot went down in this five minutes. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Which
1: is insane.
2: Everything I finally really understood the whole show I feel like yeah. in this one scene. Absolutely. I finally get okay so there there's the one master that's Dracula there's Lucifer there are two brothers the different sides of the coin one's the mm-hmm. soul one's the flesh
0: mm-hmm. I finally got it all. One rules the earth and one is below. Yeah mm-hmm.
2: so I thought that was very well the writing was just amazing the so way good. they really kind of laid it all out for us. Um,
0: I agree. I think it's brilliant because there was a lot of exposition in, yeah in these five minutes that were so needed because I think in season two when you know they introduced you know the two <clears> brothers <throat> and one, I was very convoluted and no one could really yeah. make out yeah. exactly what the plan was or yeah. who really was involved in all this but yeah. they're like, okay, X, y, and Z now yeah. you understand. <laughs> Here mm-hmm. you
2: go. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I like that we need that especially for this is kind of a simple episode. Very yeah. straightforward. So it's it's good to tell us from you know important information straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the whole fighting of Lucifer, and then we get Dracula into this,
2: and he brings up the wolf too, needing the wolf yeah. that made right. it all clear. To I
0: thought it
1: was really strange in. how um, how weak the devil seemed. Like we've been really scared of Lucifer. Yeah. Like season yeah. one, he's such He'll a powerhouse that. of a. Like being and you can't escape him and like it's like directly like with God is like it kind of set them up as like the devil versus God. and then to see how quickly Dracula could just come in there and be like furniture corner. yeah, yeah. my space now. I was like, this is crazy
2: mm-hmm. Do you think it's because Dracula rules the earth? so yes. he's more powerful in this realm. I think yes. it's a couple oh. of
1: things. it's it's definitely that this is his space. But I also think it's... uh, We were talking about the belief. He's like, people aren't going to believe me forever. We've got science now. But (laughs) they can't deny me. I'm here. I Mm. eat them. So I am the apex predator of this planet right now. Uh, So I think the devil... I feel like I have to watch rewatch season one now because I want to see that kind of desperation of being like, you have to be with me because if you believe, others will believe. Mm.
0: Yes. I... I, and, you know, I agree with that. I liked how you brought that up, too, because I have it in my notes, too. The fact that the Dracula was so much more powerful in mm-hmm. this and Lucifer literally coiled yeah it, the corner, re- recoiled <laughs> into a corner. Yeah. I'm like, who's really the upper hand here? Mm-hmm. Who should we be more afraid of? Right. So do you think Dracula is more powerful?
3: I think Dracula. I would say Dracula. As of right now? As of right now, yes. I mean, maybe if it was in a different situation in a battle, but I don't know where Lucifer would be more powerful than Dracula considering all of these scenes would take place on Earth with people or and bodies. Or the demimond,
2: though. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in the demimond, the demimond true. that's why we saw Lucifer as kind of this more powerful being because they were always going to that underworld. Yes. Um... I think the other thing is um, Dracula is driven... It uh, drives people by lust. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Which is a
2: very strong power and yeah. emotion that I think more so arguably than spirituality at times. Just but Maybe your, not
1: necessarily where it comes to Vanessa. Which is why I right. think it's interesting and Lucifer was just so instantly like latched on her because she wanted so badly to be like a good Christian and, and be steadfast in her faith. So I think... The more, like, it'll be interesting to see now, like, does Vanessa return back to her faith now that she understands where she sat between these two guys? And, that God hasn't abandoned her, but just, you can fight them. You have the ability. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why (laughs) why they like her.
2: Because she is so spiritual, but she's very lustful as well. Yes. I mean, she's a very sexual person. Absolutely. But she's extremely religious and steadfast with her beliefs. So maybe that's why
0: Dracula and Lucifer are so obsessed with her. Are always funny, And I, I love Lucifer's line, embrace me with your own volition. But we see she doesn't do that Mm. because she finds her faith for Mm. a quick moment and she starts praying. And again, because we saw even in the beginning of the episode, God has left her and her faith has left her. She didn't fight hard enough and now she is and she's praying. She's found her faith for a temporary amount of time. But I love this because she goes into the whole verbis Diablo again. Mm. Oh my yes. gosh, that's fantastic! Thing I know. Yes. Her
3: voice when it
1: gets like that. Yes. She wanted to evil standing so right, right here, right. and I was I like know, this is everything. <laughs> <laughs> I missed this woman so much. Yeah. Yeah. She was
2: like Alicia. Yeah.
0: yeah, She's like bring it on. <laughs> I am here, <laughs> evil. Here it stands. Wow. I don't know what the heck she said, but it was awesome. It was so awesome. It stopped them in their tracks,
2: too. Oh, gosh, I loved
0: that moment. They backed off, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, wow, I mean... It, I think that was just the brilliance of this episode. It was it was very slow. If you think yeah. that it's a yeah. s- slow build up to what the amazingness of this five minutes was. Yeah.
3: We we're glued, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm thinking I mean, it it. because it's so dark. Yeah. and you're just w- waiting for what's gonna happen in this yeah. terrible place, and then all of a sudden they're like, <clears throat> all of this, all, so much information. Lucifer, yeah. Dracula. It's oh, it was intense. Yeah, now Lucifer and Dracula called each other brothers.
1: brothers. Yeah, do you guys think? Lucifer, or, I'm sorry, Dracula in this
0: iteration is a fallen angel, or no? Dracula is not a fallen angel. Well, I, th- I think it's more brothers and just a term in of evil, endearment, like, oh you know, yes. like or sister, sisters, <laughs> you know. But gotcha. like, I, I think it's more so like brotherhood, kind of camaraderie.
1: I'm curious as to their relationship. Like, how long has this like back and forth been going? um... Like, was there a time when Lucifer was more powerful and now Dracula's like trying to play some power game of like, look, this is my time to shine? Like, I just, I still, so, I really want more information about those two characters. Yeah.
3: Possibly a throwback episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down.
0: I agree because even before. Dracula came into the picture. Lucifer was talking to Vanessa. It's like, let's go back to a time when it was just us. Yeah. It was just you, me, and you know, God. And they were crawling to each other. It it just like begs the question like, who's been around longer, Lucifer or Dracula? Who's the more powerful? Or Vanessa. Yeah. You've got to think Lucifer, right? Yes. I I want to say Lucifer just because of the. Yeah, biblical context.
2: But then also, if. Dracula is the beast of the flesh then, uh, or father of beasts, then there would have already had to be beasts on mm-hmm. the planet where, biblically, Lucifer is before all that, I guess? Yeah. I mean, he's a Fallen angel, I guess.
0: We need another episode with exposition. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs>
2: Please. I don't know. Yeah. Um, to to <laughs> uh, answer
0: our questions, but I think that's the fun of it. You know, yeah. we'll, we keep watching to find out those answers. But after all that, uh, we get we go back to equilibrium, and she's kind of back to normal. We see the orderly back to normal, and uh, but unfortunately, he's leaving. He's resigning, mm. yeah. which. This, this was actually pretty heartbreaking. It oh, really gosh, was. Yes. Very heartbreaking, but it made sense for
2: the John Clare character because we know him to have been a fisherman, sailor, yeah, sailor, sailor, sailor of some sort. So, um, yeah, that was hard. And to see her there, like, mm-hmm. be for Vendetta with no hair uh, is not
3: that gosh? <laughs> that scene. Uh, just, and again, back to the surgery. I Just when I saw her bald head, uh, I'm like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> It did? Oh. she didn't know
2: it was going to be tomorrow, and he dropped that. And uh. she was like... Uh.
0: But he had one of the best lines. Like, the last person you see mm. before oh. your surgery is someone who loves you. Mm. Aww. And I think that's exactly what she needed mm-hmm. at the moment. Gosh, like, yeah. a friend. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. an orderly. Someone yeah, yeah. who actually,
3: you know, cared for her. Because yeah. her parents had stopped visiting her. I mean, that's, she yeah. really had no one except yeah. for um, the orderly and it was a really sweet moment it was yeah
1: i don't want to talk about it because i might cry it was just (laughs) so like i was to be that low and to have someone be kind to you but know that something terrible is going to happen to you like there's nothing anyone can do to stop it yeah you have no control over your life i mean at least you have this this friend who's like i'm gonna be here to support you through it but to not have any other options i can't those mental head spaces, I don't know how you get out of those or move past them because there's nothing to do but to confront the issue. Uh, so it was, that was a really powerful scene. Oh, Didn't
2: everybody want the orderly just to grab her and oh, get like, her, out, her out, of out of there? Yeah, will yeah. yeah. like, forever. You don't You're have security anyway.
3: cameras and right. things. <laughs> like, get if her out. If they did, they would have seen some weird, weird stuff. Yeah. What there? is going on in Those that room? Those she could take out the rest <laughs> of the security. <laughs> yeah. yeah, They could easily
0: escape. I don't know. I thought that, too. I was yeah. like, the door's right there. Yeah. <sighs> Shoot. Get her out. But fortunately, Vanessa does snap out of her fugue state. But, and she says, I remember mm. everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she's not frightened anymore, but his name is Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> or as you know him, Dr. Sweet. Wake up, yeah. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa, yeah. look around. <laughs> Girl,
2: I have a question. Was the voice the same for Dracula and Dr. Sweet? When he was, you know, w- when Dracula was speaking to her in the room, mm-hmm. that voice, was that Dr.
0: Sweet's voice? I want to say it was actually a mix of both. And I yeah. think this goes into the production aspect, of which I want to talk a little bit about. Oh. Um, but <laughs> the, the sound production aspect of the Such show. a good sound episode. I, yes, it was. Oh, my yes. gosh. It really was. But I think the m- first moment when Dracula started speaking, obviously his voice was low. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think they, they might have dubbed both the actor who plays Dr. Sweet combined. and and John Clare John and Claire yeah. together mm-hmm. um, to have that f- same effect mm. they also did that in Lord of the Rings um, that brilliant. sounds brilliant. right I yeah. <laughs> <brilliant. It laughs> kept like hearing Race. like hints of Dr. Sweet's voice yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So and then I think the, the whole scene with the whole showdown I think that was actually John Clare's or the orderly's actual voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It became more his character. Brilliant, but that I think that kind of takes us into the sound design. Yeah, the scratching of the walls. oh my gosh, so that also awesome. I
3: could not. Congratulations, Foley artist, you did it. Better so than nails amazing. on a chalkboard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it yeah. was. That was a noise. Yeah, that was a noise. So it was face.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh when um, the snakes started going in the yes. shadows on the walls, mm-hmm. I felt like you could hear the snakes slithering. So it was just mm-hmm.
0: creepy, creepy. I love the snakes and also the the bat wings. Bat wings, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Too, I think that was the only physical indication to show the audience, like, these are two completely different people, mm. even though it's being played by the same actor. Right. <laughs> I think that was smart. It's something subtle, but something visually. visually. And the voice too. change, too, helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I, I loved how they filmed it. Mm. Just yeah. because it's so hard when you're literally in one location to make it you know look different and have different feels throughout yeah. the episode. I think the you know the film room, if you've ever seen that one, I was love room, so good. I mean that's a small confined space as well. Go watch that movie. But it's the way that they cinematography wise to make the one location seem interesting for full hour mm-hmm. I think there were a couple shots where she was on the bed she was right mm-hmm. next to the wall that took up literally half the screen yeah, um, yeah. just showed like the isolation and containment yeah. of that well, so just feel like down, down with the lights yeah that was really mm-hmm. great yeah.
1: it felt like the room size changed frequently to yeah. me there were times yeah. where it felt like really big and then really, really small wide. and I like that kind of uh disorientation feeling yeah um, yeah
0: yeah there, there was a quick shot where when she Vanessa was in literally in the corner and she was all wrapped up and bound and whatnot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was that overhead shot of the light, and she's in the darkness, and mm-hmm. here the orderly literally takes her out of the darkness and pulls her into the light. Mm.
2: It's brilliant. <laughs> really great shot. In this. Yeah. So
0: good. Yeah, Quick three seconds, but I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, back to the sound effect, the door. Every time they yeah. opened that door, it sounded scary. so heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely heavy, heavy. But overall, anything else about this episode? There was, <sighs> I just, I think um, Dracula
2: is going to be pissed at that one guy for bringing it up because now she's <laughs> no. figured it <laughs> yep. all out. I yeah. know. All, he, all she needed was that little. You met him in the room, and now she's on him. Yeah, she's, she's going to have her radar.
3: if she notices him. Again, she doesn't remember people (laughs) So, um, actually, one scene, uh, it was at the end that I forgot to mention, was when she she was talking to the orderly about, like, would you have your son pretend to be happy when he's not? And then she was Mm -hmm. talking about not wanting to pretend. But then right before that last scene, she's like, I was pretend. Like, I did pretend. I did try. And that just broke my heart because she did try to get out of there and she still has to go through that. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Just yeah. to end it on a positive note.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no. But this was an amazing episode. I think
0: I think every season of Penny Duffel has their one episode that's so self contained. You're in mm-hmm. one location stuck with one or two people. Mm-hmm. But that shows the amazing Acting of Eva Green. Oh my
3: gosh, she's the right acting of
0: Patty LaPone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh my goodness, it. I think how does she not have an Emmy yet? I know. I know. Hello.
3: Hop on that.
0: She was oh
2: nominated last, last year. She was nominated yeah. for Golden Globe. But, oh, okay. But didn't she win? I no, thought she won something. Win. No, she, she didn't, didn't win anything. anything. She Well, Academy, time. get on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever the Emmy, group, <laughs> Emmy Are they still the Academy? I don't know. HFP. Give her an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing Possessed Devil. Oh.
0: Like,
3: yeah. I like yeah, to the show. Uh, I mean, come
0: on. Um, hero, everything. Yes. <laughs> so talented. So good. This yeah. episode was just, just amazing and all front so i think that takes us to predictions yeah i'm so excited and now your after buzz tv predictions okay what we be seeing the previews of next episode we get our normal cast back we get ethan we get victor what do you think is gonna happen with victor we see he's working on the patience. The whole eye and the needle. Yeah, I can't with that. <laughs> I already fun. know
3: next week I'm going to be cringing again. I'm ready? Oh god. Yeah,
0: Renee, you were having a hard time.
3: I can't watch. This <laughs> the <laughs> preview. I'm terrified. <laughs> I can't with the, anything needle sharp going to eyes. I really, I can't. Can't watch. But I will because <laughs> <laughs> we love the show. Because <laughs> I do love Penny Dreadful. I will watch. Who? Um.
0: But do you, Victor. And, and uh, Dr. Jekyll and whatnot, do you we think they've made more progress with their experiments?
3: No, but I think we're going to see them experiment more.
0: Yeah. That's all. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to start seeing some
1: competition between the two of them, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited <laughs> because <laughs> and when Victor called him out and be like, I mean, I know you can't, but I will. I was like, it's going to go down. That guy's got a bad <laughs> temper. Oh, I see.
2: I think they're going to work together and get even closer because I definitely agree with a lot of our viewers that there is some kind of romantic relationship. Oh
1: yes, yes. So I
2: don't know. I mean, maybe they compete, but I kind of think they'll still have this flirtation <laughs> going
1: on. And We've been friends for a long time. They'll be a friendly competition. Yeah, but in, in the way that only a friend can hurt you. I feel yeah. like that's kind of the situations mm. we're going to be getting into. Mm-mm.
0: I don't think "friendly" is the best word. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I definitely think there's just definitely a of some rivalry is yeah. definitely going to go down. Mm. Um, but, Ethan, I just want to see Ethan and Sir Malcolm finally meet up, because they're still, in America, trying to, like, chase each other. Um, but hopefully we'll get more on that front and how Katine plays a part in all this. And I just want to, hopefully, at the end of the this season—this is, like, far prediction— um, but at the end of the season, they're at least all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I want Ethan everyone and Vanessa back, up, back, back together. Too. In London. Everyone back too. in London. Yeah. At the mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we're I good. <laughs> no, yeah. We're be safe again. Let's <laughs> never <laughs> part ways again. Yeah, we learned <laughs> yeah. our lesson. Yeah. Because we lose our s- who we are yeah. without mm-hmm. each other. They need to be true together. True <laughs> together. I love it. And on that note...
3: In the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. I'm Joel Monique, you can find me everywhere at Joel Monique,
2: and this week on BlackGirlNerds.com. And I am Angela Struck, and you can find me on
0: Twitter at Struck and on Instagram at Angela Struck. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on AfterBuzz, at AfterBuzzTV, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places. Keep writing, keep commenting. Keep subscribing. Read all the comments. You guys are fantastic. Tweeting at us your predictions and your, you know, your um, facts and whatnot. I love it. Keep, keep it coming. Um, we love the show and we love talking to you guys. So keep talking to us. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time.
3: Bye. 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 <laughs>